Welcome to Make It Count, Living a Legacy Life, where we invest in what matters, God and people. I'm Sue Donaldson, speaker, author, and creator of WelcomeHeart.com, where you can learn to know and show the heart of God. And that's what counts. Thank you for joining me. Good morning. Have you thought any more about your personal mission statement? Last time we talked about the fact that God gives us a picture of what we're supposed to live for our whole life, which is to become more like his son. He says that in Romans 8, 29. And also, if we remember whose we are, that we belong to God, that gives us strength and confidence to keep going no matter what cliffs we might have to jump off of. Companies and ministries alike know the significance of creating a great mission statement. I find them in the back of magazines. I get the Magnolia Journal. It's always written there right in the back. You should check it out. On the back of church bulletins or on their online website. People want others to know what they are about, and that's important. And in the believer's case, who they are about. We know right away with Paul that his mission is about someone, not something. Philippians 3.8 reads, Yet indeed I also count all things lost for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things. I count them as rubbish that I may gain Christ. Perhaps that is the defining difference between religion and Christianity. God calls us to himself through his son Jesus, and we need to clear out anything extraneous that keeps us from relating well with him. My mission is a matter of love. Do you remember that great conversation that Jesus had with a lawyer? Jesus was an expert with bottom lines, and he was challenged by an attorney in Matthew 22, 36-39. Teacher, the lawyer said, which is the great commandment in the law? I'm sure he already knew, but he was asking Jesus. <laughs> and Jesus said to him, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and great commandment, and the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. How like God to make his highest commandment about relationships. Love me, love others. When love is the cornerstone of our life's mission, we may still mess up. I certainly do. But our intention cannot be questioned. I'm here to love God and others. Of course, I need God's help every minute of every day to do so. God showed his love with his actions. He came after you and I. John Ortberg wrote this, God relentlessly pursues us because all he's ever wanted is to be with us. I love that. I quote it a lot. In fact, I'll say it again. God relentlessly pursues us because all he's ever wanted is to be with us. He loved first. My response to his love is my mission. And if you are a follower of Christ, it's your mission as well we respond to a great pursuit. Loving God and others gives us something to do, and we all love a good to-do list. Our daily mission is to figure out how to fill in the blanks. Lord, today I will love you by, and then there's a blank, and love others by, and fill in another blank. We know what to fill in by keeping our ears open and our hearts pliable. I'll quote Oswald Chambers again. He wrote, Get into the habit of saying, Speak, Lord, and life will become a romance. 
That's from My Utmost for His Highest, January 30th. Speak, Lord, and life will become a romance. I do love a good romance. Each morning, I don't know what my day will bring, and you don't either. But we can ask the lover of our souls, how about today, Lord? What is it that you want from me? Please help yourself to my life. He can be trusted to show me how to love and how to love well. My mission manifests itself in my identity. I wear orange because I can. I'm a natural redhead, except when I go to Sally's Beauty Supply once a year and remind nature of what I used to be. When I was young, my mom told me to wear white shoes in the summer and black shoes in the winter. She was old-fashioned that way. Also, because I was a redhead, I didn't wear red or pink, never pink. Those were the days when they cared about those things. I let my hair color inform my actions. Nowadays, it's different. You never know what color you'll find on head or body, and it doesn't matter. I wear orange because I can. Actually, I wear what fits on my body and in my budget. So what do I mean? I mean I want my identity to inform my actions, my identity, who I am, to show me how to act. I want to look like Jesus. That's my mission. That's my level of actions. I'm a Christian. That's my identity. I want to look like who I say I am. I was reading an article today about how someone was so embarrassed to travel abroad because the Americans who had gone before her had given America a bad reputation. Even more importantly, we want to give Jesus a good reputation. It's our identity. Believers and non-believers alike should know who I am by how I behave, not by what's written on my t-shirt. I'm convinced the integration of truth and behavior is the best version of apologetics. Apologetics is defending the gospel. How I act, what I say, should back that up. Here is my truest self, yours too. If you follow Jesus, who am I? I'm loved. You're loved. I'm forgiven. You're forgiven. I'm chosen. I'm sent. I'm called. I am transformed. I am his. I am found. I am unique. And I am free to wear any color. What difference does it make? All the difference in everything I do. I am loved, so I love others. I'm forgiven, so I forgive as God's forgiven me. I'm chosen, so I live strong. I'm sent, so I must go. I'm called, so I must not worry about my purpose. I am transformed, so I look like Jesus. I am his, so I rest in my belongingness. I am found, so I feel valued. I'm unique, so I must not compare. I am free. So I use my freedom for his kingdom. My friend Melissa begins her prayers with dear Abba Father. Every time she prays. And I just love it. My dog Holly is trying to interrupt this podcast. But I'm just going to let her talk to me. Her prayers reflect her identity. Holly, calm down. It's all right. Her prayers reflect her identity. She knows she can address God as her dad, as we read 
and Romans 8.15. We have received the spirit of adoption, so we can cry out, Abba, Father. Melissa gives herself a front row seat with the God of the universe because she knows who she is. She's loved, chosen, and forgiven. Embracing who we are inspires what we are doing with a simple phrase, Dear Abba Father, here I am, here I am again. It's me, your child talking to you. Manifesto comes from the Italian meaning obvious. My mission should be obvious for all to see. Now there's a woman who trusts God and wants to be like Jesus. Sadly, the opposite is often true. I'm not sure people know my mission. For my birthday, I wrote out a manifesto to remind me of my mission, each line a signpost of how I'd like to live. When I read through the list, I recognized that I have far to go. I have a long ways to go. But that I share the psalmist longing in Psalm 63, 1. Oh God, you are my God. Early will I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh longs for you in a dry and thirsty land where there is no water. David knew to keep the picture out in front of him. Verse 2, so I have looked for you in the sanctuary. I need to keep my eyes on Jesus. He's the picture I'm going after. David added, to see your power and your glory. I pray my birthday manifesto often, and I add to it as God shows me his design for my life. Here's a sampling to choose others before myself. That could be the same thing. I could do that every day, to choose others before myself. To be anxious for absolutely nothing. To serve with joy and alacrity. To make others hungry for Jesus. To worship as I breathe. Praise as I think. Obey without question. Those are just some of the things I wrote on my birthday manifesto. Why a mission statement? I think it because it frames our lives with God's intentions, a framework on which to hang our notions and our hopes and our dreams and our goals. I do not want to live willy-nilly. That's why I like to speak about legacy. What are we leaving to the next generation and for those around us right now? Are we living on mission? And when the winds and the rain come, as they will, we may get wet, but we don't lose our footing. If you have some time today or tomorrow, write down your mission statement. List your signposts. Use them in prayer. Take out the photocopy of Jesus we find in Scripture. Maybe start drawing what he looks like based on what you read about him and the things that he said. And you'll live life as God intended, for him, with him, and eventually like him. As Paul wrote in Romans 8.29, For whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son. We are to look like Jesus. That's our mission. You have a great day. Until next time, think about your legacy, the one God has called you to live, all for heaven's sake. I would love to speak at your next Christian Women's event. See my keynotes and retreat series, as well as the show notes from today's broadcast at welcomeheart.com. Thanks for coming. You're always welcome here.